man, what a great day to be an Eagle. Mercy. Well, Georgia Southern goes on a business trip and takes care of business. A 40-3 to absolute drubbing in Muncie, Indiana against the Ball State Cardinals. The Eagles improved to 3-1 and on the season and close out out-of-conference play 3-1, and Cody. So, uh, really impressive showing, but now the fun begins. Now it's Sunbelt Conference play. And uh, we return to the friendly confines of Paulson Stadium and welcome the Beach Chickens, the Fighting Grayson McCalls, <laughs> otherwise known as Coastal Carolina, this Saturday at Paulson. No, that's that's about as perfect of an intro as you can uh, start there, buddy. Did <laughs> <laughs> I take you off guard with that? Yeah, yeah, I kind of <laughs> did. Um, no, I no, you're you're absolutely right. Um, there's not really much to critique in this football game. It was played exceptionally well on both sides of the ball, really all three uh, stages, phases of the of the game, um, special teams, offense, and defense. And exactly what you wanted to see after a tough loss like we took in Wisconsin where we shot ourselves in the foot, not once, not twice, not three times, but six times, and really felt like you just handed the football game to them. Um, considering how well the offense moved within the 20s um, in that game. So an uh, outstanding response from the team. You can clearly see they came in focused, prepared, and wanting to make this statement. And um, not to take anything away against Ball State, but we were clearly the superior team. Um, we were much more athletic on both sides of the ball lines at the skill positions especially at the quarterback position and really just made sure that we took care of business and moved on and as you said conference play starts so this is where this is where the season really now begins and uh, we don't have an easy opponent from here on out every opponent that we have will be difficult um, and I would say much more difficult than Ball State so uh Great way to wrap up out of conference um, play, but now business really begins here on on Saturday on the thirtieth with Coastal coming into town. Yeah, it does, and I mean, don't forget, you know, this was a team. This was the tail end of a home and home against Ball State. Um, they played us really tough last year. Obviously, different team on both teams are, are, are very different, right? Um, yep. Different quarterback, uh, different uh, for for Ball State. That you know, they don't have their uh, running back that goes to UCLA. Um, they are definitely more of a, a running football team. We had said in the preview we need to try to focus and shut down the run, um, and and we did that right. So, um, but but yeah, I mean, in, in in Paulson last year they gave us everything you know we we wanted and and more, and we pulled away late and came away with a thirty four twenty three win. Um, and yeah, I I wasn't really expect I, I was expecting a win. I wasn't expecting an absolute dominating uh in in performance yeah. you know um so th- that was awesome I, and, and 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 frankly it was just 
relieving <laughs> right just to, it was just it to was. be able to sit back and like not be tense and not be stressed and just like we're we're just taking care of business and like you the game was never in doubt from like pretty much the opening whistle and uh and that's a fun one and, and frankly co we talked about this before recording tonight um we can't think of a time that that was the case in recent memory especially on the road correct yeah we were trying to go back and think, and we knew that the Louisiana Tech bowl game was one that was that was probably close to this. It was just absolute drumming. But you're talking about regular season road victories, and I honestly can't remember the last time that we actually just dominated like we did um, without going back to the Fritz years, uh, which is saying something um, considering how this program used to just dominate opponents uh, week in, week out, regardless of, of where we played them at. Uh uh, no, I, it, I I don't know what I'm more impressed with, Matt. And and you can you can probably obviously you'll give your opinion here, but the defense to me is what stood out the most. Hundred I mean, percent. Yeah. Bryn came out and and he responded fantastic. You expected you know, our skill with, players with to be like you said more athletic. We were going to be the yeah. faster team. Um, as you long as we Bryn played kind of mistake respond. free football, you expected Bryn to uh, respond. Obviously, a much less hectic environment there in Muncie, yes. Indiana, playing in front of like 500 fans. Um, so you know, and 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 he did that. Um, but yeah, defense I, I think takes a cake for sure. They they stole yeah, the show. I mean, you, it just this just this one set alone, I think, is just ridiculous considering how they were last year. Uh, Ball State rushed the ball 28 times for only 37 yards. Yep. That's, you know, yeah, were we the most athletic team or the more athletic team in, in, in on that field today? Of course we were. But to still show that sort of statistical um, advantage that we had is, is really kind of mind-blowing considering how bad we were as a rush defense last year. So, I don't know, defense to me was, was – Give, I give Bryn and, and what he did to come back and to put last week's game behind him all the props in the world. But, man, the defense really shined in this and, game. And before, while the game was still somewhat in reach for Ball State, so in the first half they just had eight rushing yards. Right? That's, just that's eight. That's just crazy. Right? And, and it was 23 to nothing in half. Probably should have been a lot more. But I would say as bad as they were playing, right, still in the football game at that point, um, and yep. just to have eight rushing yards when they are a running team, that's kind of their bread and butter. Um, they did really well against that, uh, you know, against us last year with that. And that's what kept them in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, they had 177 yards, uh, the, the week prior. Yes, it was against FCS opponent in Indiana state. Um, but we knew that's what they were going to want to do. Um, that, um, Marquise Cooper guy, right. That they're running back, like, just shut them down. I mean, eight rushing yards in the first half. That's that's unbelievable. Yeah, very unbelievable. Um, what else are you thinking about this game? I thought the special teams were great. You look, especially the punting. Yeah, I felt our punter. The Aussie looked really good, which is probably the most action. Which is weird to say in a forty to three game, but probably the most action we've seen out of the punter. I don't know. Maybe not, but. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, some really great kicks, uh, pinning them back several times within the five yard line. And, um, yeah, so that, that was awesome to see a good experience there for Lance getting the three field goals. Um, and yeah, just really all, all around. I mean, you know, you can get nitpicky and like, 
penalties, but when you really look at it, we had five for 35 yards, right? We've certainly had worse than that. I think it was like what the penalties were that like, if you, if you really like break it down, you know, we had the blocks in the back and, you know, multiple fouls on a play. And so they get to, you know, pick the best one kind of deal. Like that's frustrating when it's like the, um, extracurricular stuff, you know, like the, the bonehead type plays. So still want to clean that up. Um, third down efficiency, you know, we were just five for 14. Um, we were one, <laughs> one, one for six in the first half. It's really hard to critique that when you I know. put 40 yeah, points I know. on the board. I mean, it is. It is. I mean, no turnovers, I think is the big, like, that's the biggest thing for yeah. me. No turnovers. Our defense first, uh, forces two turnovers of them, uh, both interceptions and let's, yeah, let's, uh, walk it back and, and talk about the defense again. That was awesome. Didn't get the shutout, but, um, you know, some huge plays there in the second half when they looked mm-hmm. like they were gonna, you know, uh, you had, um, uh, Jalen Denton, right. Which is a newcomer. Um, I believe, right. Well, not, well, he was a transfer, I believe from Ole Miss. From he, Ole Miss. Came, he was actually on the team last, last year, year, but okay. didn't play. And um, but is now obviously starting. So he or at he least has an interception in the game. But earlier than that, he had uh, a pass breakup on probably Ball State's best chance to put points on the board and and get a touchdown in this ball game. Guy was mm-hmm. wide open. He comes. It almost reminded me of like watching a baseball game where like guy comes like completely out of frame <laughs> and and like snags yeah. the catch. Just you just see arm just come into frame. Boom, swats it away. Um, heck of a heck of a defensive play. So um, heck of yeah. a play. <clears throat> so that that was awesome. And then uh, we, uh, yeah, we had forced or didn't we forced a fumble but didn't recover it. Um, in the red zone, but then yeah, come away with interception. So, um, that was really cool. I mean, obviously game well in hand, but just to see us like still clearly want to try to pitch that shutout there. Mm -hmm. I think that swagger that like extra, you know, like that's just something that we were missing last year. It seems. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great to see that the defense really kind of want to get that shutout and, and, you know, Obviously, they get the three points, but you still didn't allow a touchdown the entire game. So that's the second time you've done that this year with the Citadel being the first. Um, and it's something to really uh, keep your momentum going into conference play, right? Like, you have a big confidence game in this um, to really get your defense going, head into what is going to be a very tough game on Saturday. I mean, honestly. I mean, we can talk about Coastal and maybe how they've kind of dropped off since Chadwell left with uh, Tim Beck now taking the reins of that program. Uh, but still, you got what many consider still be the best group of five quarterback coming into town. He still has a decent receiving core. Uh, he still has two, three good, really running, good running backs. It's not like uh, this team is completely dropped off the face of the earth like you know we did in 2016 and 2017. If we don't come to play, especially on defense, this Coastal will still put points on us and 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 it can can steal a victory in the states. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I realized that I didn't give a formal intro, so a real quick shout out oh, to our time. Gotta talk. <laughs> Welcome to Gotta Talk. First of all, I'm Matt. That's Cody. Thanks for joining us. And uh, 
yeah. And, and shout out to our sponsor, Can Cut Tools. Um, go check them out, cancut.com, K-N-K-U-T.com, alumni-owned business, premium drill bits and cutting tools. Um, so, yeah, if, if you're in that line of work, if you know someone in that line of work, go uh, give, them, give them a look. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess wrapping up Ball State, and then let's let's dig into Coastal more. And I also wanted to do a kind of uh, Sun Belt preview 2.0 right now that we have some games under okay. our belt. Um, uh, obviously, non-conference games, but also some conference games. Right, about like half ish the conference um, have, have have played. Uh, you know, a conference game so far. Uh, we obviously opened this Saturday. Um, and yeah, so, you know, some, some teams that we expected to kind of be where they're currently at, you know, that's come to fruition. Other teams have struggled. There's also been some surprises like, uh, the Texas States of the world. Um, so yeah, want to kind of go through the Sunbelt scoreboard and just kind of talk about as we enter conference play, um, you know, put it through the lens of us of like, how do things change? Kind of focusing on the East, um, we can touch on the West, but really like, how is the East shaping up? You know, um, yeah. Who, who's, who's those favorites is the same favorites as we thought a couple weeks ago. Right. Um, so want to talk about that wrapping up ball state though, um, we had mentioned Brynn, I think that's worth saying again, 34, 46, yeah. 344 yards again, 300 plus yard game. Once again, um, no interceptions this time, um, four touchdowns. I mean, that's about as good of a response after that five interception game as you could ask for. Um, so yeah, really good to see. Yeah. No, it was, that was really good to see. You can clearly tell that he put the Wisconsin game behind him. Uh, it's a fluke. Uh, for the hopefully our fan base is now understanding or can at least say, hey, this offense actually is really good, and we don't need to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Um, I think <clears throat> looking back at the Wisconsin game, you can tell that a lot of those interceptions were, I think, primarily luck, either deflections or just a pass rush that was able to get um into the pocket and affect his throwing abilities. So. Again, you can clearly see that when he's given the time, the protection, he's able to step up in the pocket, find the throwing lanes, get it out. He has a really good ball. He can put it into tight spaces. Throw on which, the run, too. He he had that one yes. to OJ where he hit him for the first down, and it, it looked like yep. a sack. And, I mean, the guy had fingertips on him, and he just like, whoop, you know, as, as mm-hmm. Berman would say. And, uh and and just <laughs> just made a miss, you know, and and yeah, that's really cool. It's something that you know you didn't really see out of Kyle last year, you know, certainly not as mobile. Nope. So that's good to have. I mean, I, I do think our offensive line play isn't as good as it was last year. Um, so no. definitely great to have a, a mobile quarterback. Probably like to see him run with it a, a bit more in, in some of those situations. Um, but overall, mm. I think, yeah, he, he did a terrific job. Yeah. Rebounding. Either, yeah. Either run, either make the decision to run maybe like a half a sec sooner, half a second sooner, or just throw the ball away. Yeah. I, I feel like there's times in which he holds a ball a little bit longer than what Kyle did last year. Um, and I don't know if that's an internal clock thing or if he's just trying to make the play. Uh, but regardless, you again, we're kind of nitpicking. Here. Oh, we're, we're super really, nitpicking. I yeah. mean, yeah, this isn't like this isn't like oh, blah, 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 blah. no. He played about as best of a quarterback play that you could you could in this yeah. game. 
I think the most so, impressive thing for me is that he took what the defense gave him, right? I mean, he didn't yes. try to do too much. Yes, he aired it out a couple times, but like he threw for 344 yards. A lot of that stuff, it, it was underneath, you know, but that's all he needed to do. You know, like the, the check downs and like the, you know, eight yards over the middle to hood kind of deal. Like, that's fine. Like, you know, um, yeah. like and and I, I, I do feel like he was, uh, you know, certainly more nervous against Wisconsin, had happy feet um, and, and forced some throws um, and, and and, you know, had some near interceptions and, and some of the uh, his five interceptions, while some of them were kind of luck and tip balls and things like that. Others, I think, were just forcing throws and, and having bad decisions, yeah. um, really good decision making in this one. Yeah, really good decision-making in this game. And like I said, I mean, this is the trend that you want to see, especially going into conference play, um, starting off with Coastal. But, again, a great response, great overall team victory. Um, Shout-out to the coaches for getting this team prepared and getting the Wisconsin game behind them. And and now let's see what the response is going into this week. One more quick shout-out. O.J. Arnold um, continue to be Swiss Army Knife, do everything for us, over 100 yards total offense, 90 on the ground on nine carries. Um, also had uh, 12 uh, receiving yards um, on two receptions. So, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Jalen White held out of this one. Knee soreness, mm-hmm. you know, is, is what we hear still. Um, we don't know the extent of that, if there's more to it. Um, certainly miss him on the field. You know, I, I do think, again, getting very nitpicky, but on some of those, like, third downs, specifically the – it was a third and two early in the ball game where we could kind of close it. I think we were already up 14 nothing at that time, um, and they they stuff us and, and, and get the ball back. Um, and – I think it was OJ that that ran it up the middle, but certainly a lot of that is not just all on the running back. It's on the offensive line to uh, create the hole, um, but certainly miss Jalen White out there to have that like uh, true third down back, you know, on on the field. Yeah, yep. So hopefully, hopefully he'll be back against Coastal. But like you said, you know, obviously we don't know anything. No, no. <laughs> Keaton Upshaw gets his first touchdown as an Eagle. He That's did. awesome. He looked mm-hmm. literally like a man among boys. <laughs> like, he did. Um, and I think he got taken out for an injury, he did. too. He did. You know? Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, that was the thing about this game is you saw a, at least a few players out. Um, Crowder. After getting banged up in this game. Lineman, yeah. yeah. So hopefully we'll get a report, you know, you know during the, the coach's interview on, on Monday morning. Um, as well as the Hell Southern Live that night, yep. and hopefully we'll have a little bit, hopefully better news. Hopefully all these guys can be back by by Saturday, because uh, we're gonna need them. We're gonna need them. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, let's turn our attentions to Coastal um, and to Sun Belt actions. I mentioned, you know, we'll have that kind of preview 2.0 and that several teams have already opened uh, conference play. Coastal is one of them. They opened conference play the Thursday before our game, right? So they played on national TV um, against Georgia State. They hosted the Panthers up there in Conway um, and – they lost and they lost bad. I, I mean, the the score maybe not indicative of it. Thirty to seventeen. Um, it wasn't that close. Uh, it, you know, they no. they got a late touchdown on a 
uh, mishandled snap on a on a punt um, with a scoop and score um, to to yeah to uh, <clears throat> make it look respectable sort of uh, there at that thirty seventeen. But really, this was like a thirty ten ball game, um, close I guess through the first half. Uh, Coastal actually, um, I watched the whole game and I, I went back and looked at the like the scoring summary and uh, Coastal looked like they were getting things together um, in the second half. They they went down seven, seventeen to three um, <clears throat> at halftime, stopped Georgia State on the first possession of the second half, then mount a um, seven play seventy five yard drive, make it seventeen uh, ten. You think okay, you know Coastal's woken up, um, but then Georgia State kind of puts it on from there um, and, and goes on to win thirty to seventeen. So. Um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, you know, they're they're two and two, um, which is a rare spot for Coastal, you know, in recent years. Um, mm-hmm. Zero and one in the conference, uh, you know, their two wins, uh, you know, came against uh, Duquesne um, and uh, Jackson, or yeah, Jacksonville State. Um, so. The only FBS opponent they've beaten this year is Jacksonville State, um, who obviously was FCS last year, but they moved up to Conference USA, so they beat them 30-16. to 16. Um, I had to go look to see how Jacksonville State was uh, doing, thinking that they were a lot worse. Um, they're actually 3-1. and one. That was their, their only loss was to Coastal, um, for what it's worth. But they've played like UTEP and some other bad schools. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, so it, it's kind of, you know, Coastal, someone posed the question, you know, after the Georgia State game of, uh, is Georgia State that good or is Coastal that bad? And someone responded, why not both? <laughs> right. Right. Not a little bit of both. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I think, I think Coastal has taken a step back. I, I do. I, I think, you know, obviously new head coach under Tim Beck, it's obvious that something is different. Obviously the coaching staff is different. There's new players, all that, but like something is different with this, with this team, right? Like the, the offense just doesn't look as sharp as they have in past years. From what I can tell, that seems to be the case. To me, what stood out the most in their game against Georgia State this past week was it seemed like Georgia State was the more physical team, and it wasn't really even close on both sides of the line. Coastal's O-line got dominated. Yeah. Absolutely dominated. And uh, even when it comes to, like, skill position matchups, it just seemed that Georgia State was a lot more stronger it could really just have, you know, impose their will on Coastal. And, I mean, that was, to me, the more telling aspect of it. Um, You also saw where I thought their body language, especially as it got closer to the end of the game, just was not the same body language in the way that they carried themselves as they had the past couple seasons where they thought they were the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, and, that swagger wasn't you know, there, right? That Chad yeah, Wells they didn't swagger. Really have, yeah. yeah, they didn't really have that. And so, again, these, you know, is Coastal really kind of on the decline? Well, they, they could be, but it's still too early in the season to say, yep, they are, and, you know, this is the game, and it's all down here from here. If we don't come focused, if we come in here thinking that we're the much better team, 
um, they will surprise us. As you said, they beat Jacksonville State, which, yes, is in their transition to move up to the FBS. But Jacksonville State, as you said, is 3-1. and one. <clears throat> And they are a, quote, I guess you can say, a, a respectable opponent um, at a conference USA. Uh, definitely not a team to sleep on. Um, Rich Rodriguez is the head coach yep. of that team, so you, you take that for what it's worth. Uh, you know, it's – I think with this, do I think we can win this game? Yes, I think we can. Do I think we should win this game? Absolutely. Yeah, I My biggest fear isn't really what does Coastal bring to Statesboro. It's how do we show up on Saturday. Are yeah. we showed up focused and ready to play? Or we just uh, did we overlook the opponent based it's on the same how question we going so into Ball State, right? And and, and we yes, responded yes. brilliantly, and and, and yeah, and and I I was really curious to see how we would. I expected fully expected us to win that game, but again, I wasn't expecting forty to three. But to me, it's harder to put behind a game where you look so good versus putting behind a game in which you look so bad. So you obviously don't really want to care too much about the bad losses, right? That I think as a athlete, sure. you learn very quickly to put that behind you. I think what's a little bit more difficult is when you have when you play so well, how can you put that behind you just as with quickly that, but I think the and sequence, not live in that yeah. I, and not in that relish in that, you know, throughout the I week. agree with that. I think the sequence matters and what i mean by that is like who you're playing and when and where um so like this it was back-to-back road games right so let's let's prove we can respond on the road let's yep. put that wisconsin game behind us let's beat uh you know a inferior mac opponent um and we did that um in like prime fashion um but now we're opening conference play we're returning home against what i hope and what many expect to be a pretty big crowd, um, right? Of twenty plus thousand, maybe get yeah, we gotta sell maybe that place getting out. close to twenty five. I, I I don't I don't see us not being up for this game. Um, if it happened, that's why I say sequence. If it happened opposite, and we returned to Paulson after Wisconsin and played Coastal, um, like swapped with Georgia State kind of deal, right? And like played Coastal at home, and then went to Ball State. If we beat Coastal at home um, and then went to Ball State, I would have been really nervous about that Ball State game. Um, okay. But I, I just – I think the way this is playing out, I just don't see a world where we're not ready to – I mean, we lost to this team last year. We should have beat them in Conway. We should have beat know, them. And we should have beat them by we, multiple yes, possessions. And, I mean, a lot of players on the team were played in that game. Um, you know, a lot of the starters are, were still there. So, um, I, I think they've had this circled on their calendar. I'm glad they didn't look ahead. I'm glad they took care of business in, in impressive fashion against ball state, but I just don't see them coming out flat in this one. Yeah. If I'm the defense, I look at this game as a, as a, as a, like a prove me game, right? Like come out here and make up for really the collapse that you had in the fourth quarter last year. Because that's any, you know, when you talk about conference play and, and one of the pitfalls of us not really being in the in the in the chase for the for the championship or in contention for the championship, that coastal game is one of the first things that you point out, right? You go back to that fourth quarter, we we pretty much just collapse in that fourth quarter. If I'm the defense, I take I want to say, okay, 
this is where we show the conference that that not only is this defense now should be considered a top defense in the conference, but we're going to show that we that that you better bring your A game with your offense, otherwise you're not going to score. Um, and and I agree. I I hope that that's the mentality that they take. Um, but I'm also concerned that they can just you know relax and say, look how good we did, and and, and not come completely ready to focus. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of, I, I lean toward how you look at it, that, that we're building up in opponents now that we've gone from ball state now to coastal, there should be a clear indication that we're going up and, and playing a better opponent. So whatever prep that we did this week has got to be up to that intensity, if not more coming up on Saturday. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and yeah, I, I think if, if the defense comes out here and responds, like you're saying, it's going to put the rest of the conference on notice. Um, that, you know, our offense is just as good, close to, you know, as good as last year. Um, and the defense is a lot better. Um, and, you know, that obviously was the thing holding us back. And the reason that we were just six and six. Yeah, I, I, I think that's that's the big, big thing in this is like if the defense can come out and do anything close to what they did against ball state or even just kind of respond the way that, that Georgia state played coastal. Um, obviously there's going to be a lot of questions about coastal at that point. Um, their fan base will have a meltdown. Um, but I, I, I do think that it will put the the conference on notice um, that like we're, we're definitely a team to be reckoned with that we are a contender in the East yeah. and that we're not just like a offensive juggernaut. Our defense can play too. Exactly. I think it'll 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 solidify that we're good on <clears throat> oh sorry, I am like choking on <clears throat> water. <clears throat> but yeah, it will uh, water it will solidify <laughs> that uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it worse. <laughs> um No, it will it will solidify that, that you're right, that, that we not that we don't just have a really good offense, but that we have both a really good offense and a really good defense. Um, which is obviously the missing piece uh, that we need to put together a championship run. Looking at the stat line, yeah. sorry, I cut you off. God, you got something else. <laughs> no, you're Looking at the stat no, line no, against State, it's interesting, right? Because, I mean, like I said, I watched the whole game, um, but they uh, out-yarded them. I mean, uh, four, 402 to, to 373. Um, they had almost 300 passing yards, 295 to 191 for State. Um they were six of 14 on third down where state was eight of 14 uh, state had 24 first downs. They had uh 21 um, rushing is the one where, where state definitely um, reigned supreme 182 yards to 107, but you know, certainly nothing like the like 30 something that ball state had against us. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting and, and they one time of possession, 31 minutes. So like, if, if you look at just the stats, it's like, how did they lose this game by as bad as they did? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess, you know, just another reminder that like, this is still a good team. We we certainly can't think that like, we're just going to come in and, um, and, and drop them. Right. I mean, so no, you're right. And when you look at it, the I think the main thing is when you look at their stat lines and how how did the score become with the score? Um, Coastal got into I think Georgia State's red zone a couple of times or a few times and did not come away with points on the board either missed field goals. Um, I think missed field goals were a thing, but instead of scoring touchdowns, they went for field goals and they missed them, 
whereas Georgia State was actually putting the ball in the end zone. So, again, I think it just gets to that <clears throat> if you think that you can let up with this opponent, you know, even for a second, they'll put the ball in the end. They, can, they obviously know how to drive and, and, and move the ball, but can we keep them out of the end zone? Can we force them to, to rely on their kicking game, which apparently seems to be suspect, to say the least. Uh, and and that's where the real, I think, difference is going to be, not just in the Georgia State game, but probably in our game this past weekend, is just can we ensure that our defense keeps them out of the end zone or at least keeps them <clears> – <throat> Well, I guess it just gets back to how he played the Ball State game, right? Three and outs. Once we get a third down, we get them off the field. Don't let them to extend the drives and, the, and and really just get them off the field. God, that rambled terribly. Jesus. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> Still catching your breath. It's fine. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's – it's it, they still have Grayson McCall. Um, he had a, a pretty decent game, um, 26 of 42, 295 touchdown. Um, again, if you look at it next to, um, Granger from, from Georgia state, who everyone's already anointing as the best quarterback now in the Sun Belt, yeah. um, through four games, um, he was 15 of 26 for 191 and a touchdown. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> like, but they threw the ball 42 times. They only ran it, uh, 25. So Cody, like, what would you say would be the defensive game plan of slowing this coastal offense down? Uh, it's tough because you think, well, you just stopped the run, but at the same time, Grayson McCall can pick you apart in the air. Um, I think the key for defense wise is to, when you get them on third downs, that you get them off the field, right? Like they're going to attack you, you know, both through the air and on the ground. And you got to get them off the field. You can't let them extend drives. Um, you need to probably keep Grayson McCall contained in the pocket. Don't let them scramble and be able to, you know, extend plays with his legs, right? If you get them third and 12, don't forget about them. Let them scramble for 15 yards and get a first down. Uh, <clears throat> I think that's going to kind of be the key, Right. Because uh, if you don't stop that, they'll obviously just you know continue just to move the ball down the field and score on you. Um, I, to me, that's that's the big key. That's the, and don't allow the explosive drives. If you look at how we lost the game last year in that fourth quarter, what did we do? We gave up really big explosive yep. passing plays. We gave keep up everything really big in front of you. And yeah, right. Yeah, you know, force them, force them to have to put play after play after play together, back to back to back. Um, and so I think those are the two. I agree because I think they're don't, less equipped to do that. Of like the the third downs and like the red zone yeah. scoring, definitely has taken a few steps back. It seems under Tim Beck. So yeah, exactly. Like don't don't let them have that wide open thing. Don't let them break that big run. Um, mm-hmm. If they're gonna score, make them do it in like a eight, nine play drive kind of deal, right? Yeah. Like, and, yeah, yeah. L- limit the explosiveness. When you get them on third down, you got to get them off the field. Um, I think those two things there will 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 set the tone and, and be the key for our defense uh, as far as success or, or if we win or if we lose this football game. I think if we lose this football game, we're, we're going to look back on it in next week's podcast and say, well, heck, we, we gave up five plays for over 40 yeah. yards or however, whatever the case may yeah. be. And we're going to look back and say, if we could just have those plays back, we'd probably win it by five touchdowns. But um, <clears throat> I think I think those two things, right, <clears throat> will be the will be the biggest keys in the in the game. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, you know, uh, and we said this in the preview, Coastal just doesn't have, uh, or, or McCall, rather, doesn't really have the same weapons around him, right? I mean, he lost his two. Well, he still has Sam Pickney. He has Pickney, who transferred from Georgia State. He had a huge drop there towards the end. Um, he had he several did. drops, actually. Um, and, yeah, he, I mean, he, he just had uh, 67 yards, six catches for 67 yards in that one. Um, and, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of new names there. CJ Beasley, they're running back three carries for 46 yards. Uh, Braden Bennett had nine carries for 41 yards. Um, but yeah, Pickney's their guy. He's going to be the guy that, uh, that McCall targets, but, um, they don't have like the big tight end anymore. Right. Um, who, who was always like a good, uh, like fail safe, uh, for McCall. So it's, it's interesting seeing, you know, I think most people are going to attribute it to a new offense, new offensive coordinator, new head coach. Um, you know, this is McCall without Chadwell kind of deal, but you got to remember, like he's got a, a whole new cast around him. So, um, or mostly Newcastle. Yeah, he does. I went. I went back because you mentioned the tight end. Because I'm like, didn't they get like a Notre Dame tight end transfer that that should probably be used for? But uh, they have a tight end that's had at least eight eight catches for the year for 86 yards. So not really used a whole heck of a lot. But at least when they throw it to him, he seems to. Well, we we had produce. what four tight ends have a catch against Ball State. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, Bo Johnson, um, uh, yeah, Abshaw, um, McAfee, Ma- the, yeah, uh, Lester, the Lester kid. kid. Yeah. Lester kid had two big catches. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did. So, yeah. I mean, uh, anything else about coastal at this point? Um, no, no. I, and uh, you mentioned defense. What about offense? I mean, is it just pretty much just, Limit the limit the interceptions and, and turnovers, and we should probably be. Pretty I mean, good. Uh, you know, state was able to run the ball on them, like I said. Uh, so, you know, I know that's obviously not our, our bread and butter, especially without Jalen White. I think if White is back and he's 100% healthy, and I don't think I don't even know if they play him if he's not. Um, but if, if he is fully back, um, I do think he makes his presence known. Um, in this, and, and I think if if we can alternate him and OJ, um, especially if they're you know trying to make us run and just dropping a bunch of people, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think you could see us possibly uh, break for like 150 yards uh, rushing um, in, in, yeah. in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think <clears throat> to me, I was looking back at it. You know, we've moved the ball really well against all four opponents. Um, Yes, we did throw the the five interceptions and the fumble against Wisconsin, but we still moved the ball really well against them. Um, And if you take away those turnovers, we probably score a lot of points. Uh, You look at the Citadel, UAB, and now Ball State, and we've scored at least 34 points in all those games, 40 you know, in the UAB and Ball State games. I think it's really just don't turn the ball over. Uh, Move the ball like you have been done the previous – four games and just take what, like you just said, take what the defense gives you. If they drop bait, run it down the throat. If they decide to bring four or five, find the holes in their zone. If they play man, hit the quick slants and and keep the, keep the ball moving down the field. Yeah. 
Yep, I agree. I'm I'm not that worried about the offense. Um, you know, yeah, I, I think they'll feed off the defense. If uh, that that's going to be my main concern is like how how does the defense respond? Can they? Do you think Coastal gets pressure on us? I think they're going to try to, but I wasn't impressed with either one of their lines. Like I said, I, okay. I don't know. Like it's a question of like is Georgia State better? I I, I think Georgia State's a good football team. Um, I know they haven't played many people. Um, Coastal obviously was going to be the, their like first big test, um, but I, it, it, yeah, their, their lines completely dominated. I was not impressed with their O line, with Coastal's O line, but um, their defensive line. I mean, uh, Granger had all day to throw, all day. Um, so yeah, I'm not that concerned around it. Um, yeah, time will tell. Uh, but but yeah, I I think I think they're gonna try to. I think they'll try to probably send send an extra guy um, and, and make make Brent uncomfortable and, and flesh him out of the pocket. Um, mm-hmm. But whether that works, I don't know. So. Okay, yeah, I, we'll see. I, I I'm just quite curious. I'm very curious as to what their game plan will be, right? Because they they. I think you can tell that if you can get pressure to bring, you can kind that of that would be my game plan. Yeah, spot. like like yeah. make them as uncomfortable as possible to get them to force yeah. turnovers, you know. And 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 yeah, I, I think they're, that's their best chance to win is to get extra opportunities. Um, yeah, and then and then put our defense against you know backs against the wall. I mean, even if they're playing well, get them on the field a lot. So yeah. Um, uh, we didn't we didn't say it, but shout out to to the kicker Lance. He did a really I, good I job. I shouted today. him out. I talked. Um, I said he had three field oh, goals. Oh, did you? Yeah. After we. Oh man, I completely. I completely. We talked like, about the Aussie. We talked <laughs> about the Aussie punter. I'm like, and Lance getting the three field goals was was great. Yeah. Are you yes. sure? Man, I did not I, hear I, that. I said it. <laughs> this is where if I had the time, I'd go back and piece it in <laughs> and put it on loop three times, but ain't nobody got time for that. So, um, no, I think we have the I think we have the special team advantage. Just to throw that out yeah, there, I, I um, agree. I, th- I think we I think we have the advantage there. I'm just trying to think if there's really anything else in this game that we're kind of missing here. Uh, again, I think this is one of those games to where if the fans show up, if we can really push for that twenty five thousand and sell that place out get it going if we can get to the quick starts that we have the first four games in this game i think we can really make a statement i know that we said that the ball state game was a statement game this week as far as how to respond to wisconsin and and putting that behind us and moving forward i'm gonna say that this week is also another statement game this is a a statement to to start off conference play this is to you know you're going up against what again many people before the season was started saying this is the best group of five quarterback um, was very obviously heavily recruited, <laughs> depending on what rumor you wanted to take out of the uh, in the off season. Um, so again, this is a statement. If we start off one and zero in conference play, we can start off really good and head strong going up against I think James Madison's the next opponent. Um, but no, I think correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, but I think this is a much more <clears throat> a, a a bigger statement game that we have than we did with Ball State this past week. I, I think McCall at times in that state game wished that he spent more time at the library and less time at the club. Um, <laughs> and it was playing at Auburn instead of 
in Conway. But uh, yes, no, I agree. I, I, I think this is a battle against ourselves. I, I, I really do. I, I think yeah. it's, it's going to be really interesting just like uh, against Ball Ball State to see just how we respond to this. Um, you know, that coming off of a loss, um, now coming off of a, a huge victory. Um, and But again, I just, I think, I think with it opening conference play, with us wanting to make a statement, I think we believe that we belong, that we're not just fighting for bowl, we're fighting for a conference championship. And I think it starts yeah. this Saturday in Boston. It starts yeah. now. And and one other thing, I feel like this game, especially when it's in Statesboro, is always some sort of something weird. It's always chippy. Happens. There's always yeah, something weird. Yeah. There was the Mo Bamba so, game, right? It was the There was the, the Mo There was a there was there was one of them where like a hurricane or a tropical storm came through. Um and I don't know. This is I mean, even last I, year I they confident. had you know, they come back and win, the guy hurdles the guy, yeah. you know, and it's like on sports yeah. center and like so like it's I mean it, I think it's it's, it's turning always, into a rivalry. I, I know we've kind of talked about it before. It's getting there. I know a lot of people kind of want it as that and, and would rather us be like clear rivals with Coastal than Georgia State. Um, but like it is what it is. Like you know, like like Georgia State is a rival. Like we've talked about. Um, App yeah. obviously is our biggest rival still, and, and probably will always be. Um, but yeah, Coastal's getting there. They don't really have a true rival just yet. I think Louisiana will like thinks of them just because <laughs> yeah. of like the COVID year and right uh, the asterisk, you know, uh, uh, championship and all that. Uh, but. But yeah, obviously they're in the West and they don't play every year. So I, I think Coastal with with proximity and just all the weird things that have happened, it's definitely going in that direction. It's getting there. It's getting there. But again, it's it's there's usually something that really strange just happens in this yeah. game. So I would just say be on the lookout for that. Something somewhere will not make sense, and we'll have to talk about it yeah. right <laughs> on, on next week's yeah. episode. So moving to Sun Belt. Uh, like the, yeah, the basically some about preview focusing kind of on the East. Um, and thinking back to just a couple weeks ago when we did our preview episode and, you know, who we thought was going to be the front runner, who we thought was going to be the surprise, who we thought was going to be the bottom dweller. Is that still the case? Right. So like I said, handful of teams, um, have already played conference games. So Georgia state, James Madison, old dominion, uh, coastal Carolina and the East have all played a game. Um, and, uh, coastal is the only team out of that bunch that lost, uh, their conference opener. So, uh, Georgia state wins, James Madison wins, old dominion wins, um, in the West, Arkansas state won today against Southern miss. Um, and, I think that was a surprise, <laughs> right? Uh, yes, uh, they were definitely, they definitely opened the season as the bottom dweller and not just, not just the West division, not just the Sun Belt, but probably the entire country <laughs> of, of all of FBS. I mean, they looked really, really yeah. bad. Um, but yeah, they, they, they took care of business at home against uh, Southern Miss. And now Southern Miss finds themselves at the bottom of the, uh, of the bracket super early on, obviously um, in the West at OM1, Arkansas State's actually in, in first right now, 1-0, because like I said, uh, um, Georgia State, James Madison, Old Dominion all have conference wins. Those came against Louisiana um, and Troy. 
uh, <clears throat> along yeah. with uh, Southern Miss. So, um, so those are all the teams that have played, uh, and then about yeah half the conference hasn't. So on the east side, that's us. That's Marshall. Um, that's App State. Um, so. Uh, yeah, Cody, I, I guess, you know, quick rundown of, um, scores from this week. Uh, again, we'll hit on like every single one, but just, it was a weird weekend. Um, it was just Maybe. a really weird weekend. Uh, you know, we took care of business obviously, but everything else was just unpredictable. Like I said, I mentioned the Arkansas state 44 to 37 over Southern Miss. That was a, a weird game. If you watched it, uh, Texas state wins, they improved to three and one, uh, with a 35, 24 win over Nevada. Uh, but Nevada's zero and four. Um, so yeah, take that for what you will, but Texas state, I mean, they're, you know, they're trending up. Um, Wyoming takes care of a business against App State. Um, they they host App State up there in Laramie. Um, I was hoping to make the drive up there. It's just an hour from where I live in Colorado, um, but uh, hour and a half. But uh, yeah, didn't. <laughs> but uh, they they come back, win twenty two to nineteen. Um, App finds themselves at two and two. Cody, um, yeah. Anything you can chime in there? I just wish they were zero four. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think the weirdest pro uh, th- th- there's a tie maybe, but the, the weirdest outcome of the weekend, South Alabama, after absolutely drubbing Oklahoma state um, and embarrassing yeah. them uh, in Stillwater, they lose at home against the central Michigan Chippewas, um, a, a two and two football team. They were one and two going into the game uh, 34 to 30 um, South Alabama is just a hard team to figure out. Yeah, very hard team to figure out. I mean, and before this, their one victory was against New Hampshire in a 45-42 thriller during week two. So I don't know how to, I don't know what to think of South Alabama. Uh, I'm assuming that your other crazy game that you're about to mention was Old Dominion. Dominion Uh, Talk about hard teams to figure out. You should have beat Virginia Tech. Um, You should have beat Wake Forest last week. Um, you were winning that you game. Louisiana. You beat Louisiana um, in Louisiana, I believe, right? Um, no, it oh, was, that was at ODU. It was in, it was in um, Virginia. So, and, and then they play Texas A&M Commerce, <laughs> um, who's 0-3 on the year and have like not been close, I guess, right, in, in any of their games. No, they lost to Sacramento State thirty-four to six and UC Davis forty-eight okay. to ten. Ten to nine was the final in this one in Norfolk. <laughs> um, Texas A&M. Or it was zero zero at half. Old Dominion uh, makes it ten three. Texas A&M scores with like twenty-eight seconds on the clock. Um, they go for two, which you know, as an FCS team, like that's probably the move. Um, they go for two, go for the win. Uh, it's incomplete, and and they lose. Uh, but Old Dominion rushes the ball for thirty times and only had fifteen, 15 yards rushing yeah, the ball. It's, yeah, that that's <laughs> it's a weird team to figure out. It really is. Um, you look at the two you know, talk about like comparing it to where we were at a couple weeks ago, everyone expected us included James Madison to be the favorite. Um, they find themselves at four and Uh, they survive a thriller against Utah state out, um, in, 
out in Utah, um, and uh, 45 to 38 in that one. Uh, I watched the tail end of it. It was just back and forth, just like haymakers, right? Um, Utah State's one and three. Uh, so James Madison's looked impressive, and most of this is probably the first game where they haven't looked that impressive. Um, but, you know. I mean, maybe, but I mean, outside of their first game, they, it was a one point game against Virginia. They won. They only beat Troy by two. And then this yeah. one, where they no <clears> team has been dominant, for, right? Like that's that's the thing. No. Like I, we, I, you know, our our game today was dominant, um, but yeah, no, no, no team. There, there's no clear like front runner, especially in in the East. Um, the West is kind of an enigma too, but um, I think Marshall probably. Like, you can make an argument that Marshall's best team in the East right now. Um, they're three and zero. They beat Virginia Tech. Um, yes, Virginia Tech's terrible, uh, but it's still an ACC team, still a Power Five team. They beat them twenty four to seventeen. They were favored in that game, uh, but and, and they hosted them. But uh, but yeah, I mean they, they they took care of business, and um, you know Marshall struggled in the opener right against Albany, uh, barely coming away with a twenty one seventeen victory in that. Um, but then they took care of business against East Carolina, another bad team, 31 to 13. <clears throat> so yeah, maybe Marshall's a, a pretender because they haven't really played anyone good. Um, James yeah. Madison at least has played Troy. Um, and you know, and you could say Utah state's like a hard place to play just because of the really long road trip. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I, I would say those are your, probably your two front runners right now. A lot of people are going to want to throw Georgia State in there. I think they're probably third, probably right now. Um, yes, they're four and zero, but uh, again, outside of Coastal, we don't know how good or bad Coastal is. That's not impressed with Georgia. I'm not State. impressed with Georgia State, man. They they should have lost to Rhode Island. <laughs> I get it. It's a it's a good FCS team, right? I believe they're ranked, um, but they beat Charlotte um, and they beat UConn, who hasn't won a game. Right. Um, so it wasn't last year's UConn that no, made a bowl you're game. Right. Yeah, their their schedule has not been very difficult to One say. One of the, the weakest the, schedules and yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you could you could say that <clears throat> Coastal's been probably their hardest game. And, you know, again, they they've played they played well. They played obviously well enough to win. Um, no, but I agree with you. I think I think it's obvious I think those are your top three um, folks will have them in different orders, but I think you look at it now and you look at JMU, Marshall, um, and then Georgia State. But yeah, they all have question marks. You look at Georgia State and you ask, are they for real? Is their defense really, you know, decent enough to to sustain them through the season, um, or is it they just haven't really played any team with an offense yet? Uh, you look at JMU; they've all been tight. Uh, are they just getting lucky? Will that end? Um, Marshall, I think the same thing with Marshall is, is their defense as, as good as what is advertised and as it was last year? Their offense hasn't been that impressive, right? Offense has not been very impressive at all this season. Um, does it get better? Is it kind of the same where it's just, do you just do barely enough to where you can win the football game? And then you look at kind of us and app and, 
you kind of think, okay, well, these two teams probably could contend and, and, and make a push. But we have to be ahead are of they that, for real? right, at this point after losing <clears> to I would say we're Yeah, I would say that we're – yeah, I would say that we're ahead of App. But at the same time, it's – what's really hard is is can you get past the, the six turnover game with Wisconsin? Um, and – you know how does how does that affect the outlook of of our team and, and are we going to be turnover prone or are we going to be able to keep the ball secure going throughout the season? Yeah. Um, ODU, I don't know what to make of them. I really don't. Um, they are very Jekyll and Hyde. They could probably beat anybody, but at the same time, they could almost literally lose to anybody. No, in you you in, just in nailed it. They're, they're honestly they terrify me, right? Because you don't know what team is going to show up. So yeah. like they they very well like could be out of contention by the time we play them, but then they could beat us by three touchdowns. But we have to beat them because we're right. either in a tie exactly. or and they beat us by three touchdowns. Lines. You know, like yeah, like, and, and same with Texas State. Like they're they're a good team and like yeah, it's a tough draw. Like them and and uh, ULM. You know, like the the thing that makes me feel a little bit better about ULM is we get them at home. But we go to Correct. Texas State, that one scares me, right? So like ODU yep. and Texas State are the two games I would say that are like sleeper games that scare me the most on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Because and we both get those games in November yep. too, and we know how we have been against <clears throat> in November the last few seasons. Our team, for some reason, once we not <laughs> November first hits, we just drop off in in production and how we play. So <clears throat> we'll see how that goes as the season goes along, but. Regardless, uh, we get one last September game, the the rarity of getting five games in the month of September and seeing if we can't uh, end the month being four and one and one and oh in conference play. Yep. But I, I is this division wide open? Absolutely. Can you make a case for all seven teams to win this division? You absolutely can. Uh, it's really just going to be which team can keep its focus week in and week out and and not look ahead and not think that you're going to come in here and, and, and curbs up an opponent like you could. You know, you know, when we came into the conference in 2014, we could look at opponents and say, hey, you know what, we're going to probably beat this team by five touchdowns. Yeah. Idaho, and, and, right? And yeah, like you, you talked about, like yeah. beating a team yeah. on the road, that, that game comes to mind, right? We played at Kibbe Dome. Or Georgia yeah. State that yeah. year, right. too, where we put up – nearly 70 points yep. on them you you can't do that in in today's sunbelt nope. football this is a completely new conference this is a, a much stronger football conference obviously and each opponent needs to be given the respect they're due even teams like georgia state because if you don't they're going to come in here and and they're going to beat you they're going to punch you in the mouth and they're going to beat you yep. so every week from here on out it's going to be a dog fight it will it will yeah and i mean yeah, and the next the next couple are, are are tough, right? I mean, we get coastal at home. We failed to mention that you know that game's on national TV, NFL Network. Um, game NFL gets Network. pushed back uh, to seven o'clock. Extra hour of tailgating. Yes, so that's fun. Yes, um, and but yeah, if we get through coastal, then we head to the uh, on the road against James Madison. Um, Our first trip to the yep, mountains after after a bye week. Um, so. And then return home against uh, ULM, um, and then uh, stay at home against Georgia State, um, who you know I don't know uh, you know could could be 
you know, still really good <laughs> at that at that time. I was going to say could be undefeated, <laughs> uh, but I don't know. That's a hard thing to come yeah. out to say. <laughs> um, yeah, they could be undefeated, but uh, but yeah, they've got a, uh, a couple um, tough teams coming up too. They got a couple of games that they got to yeah. get through before that so. happens, just like we do. Um, no, I I I think to kind of put a bow on this um, is there for us to take. It most certainly is, um, though. If we don't show up to play, we can very well see ourselves being three and five, two and six in conference play, yeah. and barely making a bowl, if making a bowl at that. So, I think we've done a great job at a conference play. We're three and one. We beat the three teams we needed to beat. Um, yes, the Wisconsin loss sucks, but still, it doesn't really mean the hill of beans in the grand scheme of things. And Wisconsin's a good football team. People like they're, they're getting better. Team. They beat Purdue pretty easily. Um, yep. and Purdue only turned the ball over three times. Um, and <laughs> we turned the ball over six and they beat them by 21, like they did us. Um, but it was never like as close as, as, as our game was. So, no, um, no, I think we put more of a scare in Wisconsin sure. than for Purdue sure. Did. So I think, I think they'll be just fine. I mean, the big 10, uh, West is wide open. Um, and they very well may win it, you know? So, um, yeah, I, you know, the much better team than than what we faced in Lincoln last year against Nebraska. Yes. Um. So yeah, put it to bed. Don't dwell on it. But just know that, like, yeah, not the end of the world. Like that was a good football team. Move on. I think we're gonna be just fine. Yep. So let's get let's get prep for Coastal. Let's get ready for Coastal. And I think we I would love it if we got actually 25,000 people in that in that stadium on Saturday night. That would be fantastic. I, I mean, we did everything in our fantastic. power to do it, right? It's it's 7 o'clock. Yeah. It's national TV. We're coming off of a huge win. You could, again, couldn't ask for, like, a better showing um, after, after no Wisconsin. There's building for this program. There's momentum building. We're 3-1. and one. Um, I, I almost wonder, like, does Coastal losing hurt at all? Um, you know, like it, if, if, if they had, if it was reverse and they took it to Georgia state, like, is there a little bit more buzz if they're also three and one? No, no, I don't. I mean, maybe a little bit more buzz, but I, I, it's Grayson McCall, right? Like, like that, that's the name that, that everybody knows that, that people would like to see. <clears throat> um, and they have it and it's early enough in the season to where they haven't completely dropped off the cliff or the face of the mountain yet. Um, and they may not. I mean, we may beat them, and this may be their only loss. I mean, or you know, they may only have <clears throat> two losses between us and Georgia State. Who knows? Um, their fan base is freaking out. Yeah, yeah, I understand. They're in that. meltdown I, mode. If already. I was a coastal yeah. fan, I probably would be a little. There's you know, already little, hashtag little fire too. Beck, fire Tim Beck uh, hashtags on on Twitter. <laughs> I know, very premature. I get it. But look, we had to go through 18 games of, of summers, yeah. I believe it was. You're going to have to at least go through 18 right. games with Tim right. Beck. <laughs> um, and he's now, I don't think he's anywhere as bad as what uh, Summers was or as ill prepared as Summers Correct. was for the job. Correct. Um, again, is there a at least an eye test or at least to the casual football fan point of view of, of, a, of a drop off or, or some sort of offensive decline yes is it enough to where we can overlook them no, no absolutely i, I don't not. think so no no but 
Yeah. Anyway, well, let's uh, let's hope that we come in focused and and don't beat ourselves and take care of business. Hopefully, you know, hopefully a a packed house um, at, at Paulson. Um, and yeah, and, and we can pick this up next week. Uh, yep. Going into, um, going into the bye week Um, so we'll probably have an episode after the coastal game and then probably take, take a break with the team. I imagine, um, it's what we usually yeah. do instead of like waiting a week, I guess is what I was saying. So, um, yeah. so yeah, so, uh, definitely prepare for an episode after a coastal game, but then probably a, a break there, but let's hope that we go into that break at four and one Cody, um, and one and oh in the conference and, and start in that path to a Sunbelt championship. So, uh, with that, we'll pick it up next week as always. Hail Southern. Hail Southern.